Ion 2020 episode 233. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey y'all, it's Ray Eaton here. Thanks for joining me for another week. It is Monday and I appreciate you joining me on Ion Ion 2020 for another week in the life of the 2020 elections. So with all of the stuff that's been going on with the impeachment and then you also had the, uh, last week you had the uh, Democratic debate as well, but mostly the impeachment. No one even paid attention to the Democratic debate. My episode for the Democratic debate hardly got, I mean, it usually gets triple and quadruple the normal uh listens of my other shows and this one yeah i came up with it a day later so but you you would expect me to get several more uh listens than than you normally would and i got about the same maybe a few more extras as well and uh the, the the thing that you gotta figure is people are probably worn out on all the news that's going on with the impeachment proceeding so who the who who cares at all about what's going on with the debates, right? That's what I was assuming. And come to think of it, that's, I mean, it it really is the truth. There's so much going on with the impeachment for the last two weeks now. Now that it's over, though, I think for the next week, you're going to start seeing that Congress is going to start trying to push towards doing a vote on impeachment. Maybe not for this week because it's Thanksgiving week, but once they come back into session in December, you're going to see them shooting for impeachment, which, you know what, that's expected, right? You can't expect anything but the Democrats to go for impeachment because they've been pushing for it. They assume that there's guilt completely. Um, I even assume that there's probably some things that were going on that were probably not supposed to be going on within the Trump administration with Giuliani. Maybe Giuliani was doing stuff that made it look like the president was on the hook, but you know, Donald Trump pretty much leads from my understanding anyway, he he leads from the front in everything. So everything that's going on within that White House, I think he has some kind of handle on that. But it's possible that he's one of those people as well that kind of lets people do what they're supposed to do. This is your task, go do it. Report to me how it comes. And that's probably the way that Donald Trump is, I'm not sure. But with Rudy Giuliani, it seems like there's a little bit of underhanded stuff that he was doing. And you would expect that. I mean, everyone has their own personal motivations in what they're doing. But this whole impeachment proceeding, man, that is where the entire focus has been for the last two weeks on people that are worried about the news cycle. With on the news, that's all you see. And I wanted to bring something to you guys that you might have missed. I might. I wanted to bring something to you that a lot of people missed, and I want to bring something to you that, on to be honest with you, you didn't see anything about that on Fox News, MSNBC, ABC, CNN, nothing. Because that's what Congress does: is they do stuff in an underhanded way, and something crazy happens. Something that is completely and utterly. Uh, something that's going to infringe upon your rights. And it has since 2001, after 9-11. And it has every time they reauthorize it. And it's the Patriot Act, okay? 
Since 2001, the provision of the Patriot Act has allowed the National Security Agency to collect and store telephone metadata without warrants. And that's the warrantless wiretaps that they've been doing. And lawmakers exploited the fear generated by 9-11 in 2001 with the anthrax scares and so forth in order to pass legislation, which was the Patriot Act. And the thing that happened with that, guys, is that it was only supposed to, ha- it was only supposed to go on until 2005. But they kept on pushing it through and, you know, Congress kept on recommitting to it, passing new laws to extend it and so forth. And that's what happened over the last week. Congress, what they did is they reauthorized the Patriot Act by putting it into a budget into let me let me go on with the article that I was found on this because it blew my mind that it happened and I heard about it slightly only because I I read a lot of different news media but I didn't catch on to it until until this weekend when I started reading a little bit about it and I was just like wow it's insane what they did because everyone knows that the Patriot Act infringes upon our freedoms everyone knows that all this bulk metadata and stuff that was collected is something that the government should not be doing and that we should be holding our government accountable to it. A lot of libertarian-leaning Congress people are against it. And uh, I saw, where I saw it was Thomas Massey posted it on like a Twitter feed saying that he was not going to uh, vote for it. And then I think you see, I saw Justin Amash do the same thing. Justin Amash says, the House's short-term spending bill continuing resolution that's what they call it extends ex- extends expiring unconstitutional pr- unconstitutional provisions of the patriot act until march 15th 2020 the patriot act shouldn't be extended even for one more day every representative in congress should oppose this legislation now the thing is is they're doing it through a spending bill a continuing resolution that is just everyone signs off and it says we need to go ahead and spend this amount of money until March 15th and they just push it through but they always hide these little things in there like continuing the Patriot Act continuing different funds funding that one congressman might have decided to vote for something so they put something in uh, like this continuing resolution so that that person can get some money pushed aside to his district or something like there's all kinds of stuff they do to manipulate the system so they don't have to vote on specific things and in this case it was the they didn't want to vote specifically on extending the Patriot Act, so they just throw it into the bottom of some uh, bill, which happens to be the continuing resolution for the budget, and then at that point, they're able to pass it through. Because no one's going to vote against the budget, no one's going to vote against a continuing resolution, but if this is in there, then they should have voted against it. They should have taken it out. And this will get onto Donald Trump's desk, and he'll probably sign it and so forth. But let me go ahead and read the article, or talk to you guys about the article that I found, because it's really interesting the way that they go about, in underhanded ways, you know, these backroom deals to get things passed. And we just need to be aware of that stuff when we're going about our daily lives, because these Congress people will always try to figure out some way to screw you every chance that they get. So that's just what I want to talk about today, guys. It's Monday. They're going into Thanksgiving week. I can't imagine any of you guys are following politics too much this week, especially by Wednesday, when you're probably going to be taking off work, going down, meeting, eating with some family, hanging out, doing whatever you guys do, 
and then at that point, you know, you're going to follow the following week. People might start paying attention again. So I'm probably going to keep these episodes short this week. I probably won't even have an episode Thursday and Friday because I'm going to be out of town with my family as well. Uh, so keep that in mind. I know I haven't missed any episodes since I started in January, but this will probably be the one or the one week that I'll miss a couple because I just don't have the time this week going into uh, Thursday and Friday and even Wednesday. I'll be leaving pretty early to get down to Florida to visit my family down there. And we're going to be uh, doing Thanksgiving down there and stuff. Going to the Florida State versus Florida uh, Gators football game on Saturday with my daughter. And then uh, we'll be driving back on Sunday. So it's going to be a pretty darn busy week. But uh, what I want to talk to you guys about today was this Washington Examiner article that was written on November 22nd uh, by Michael Rigner. Rigger, and it says, Congress abuses temporary funding bills to quietly reauthorize the awful Patriot Act. Now, this is an opinion piece. Obviously, it says the awful Patriot Act, but I just want to read a little bit about it because it's interesting. He says, since 2001, the provision of the Patriot Act has allowed the National Security Agency to collect and store metadata without warrants. Lawmakers exploited the fear generated by 9-11 in the 2001 anthrax scare to pass the overreaching legislation ushering an era of wanton violations of civil civil liberties by the federal government and we know this by like edward snowden's leaks and stuff uh, he w- they were putting together all kinds of ways to collect as much data as they can and then they were able to do this interagency with the cia uh cia fbi and uh you know, a bunch of other agencies to try to merge all their data together, and then also store everything they can about everything on AT&T's servers, Verizon's, like all the servers that are out there for all the phone companies and stuff, uh, they have access to those so they can see the metadata. And the metadata is not like your phone conversations what you're talking about or recordings of that. It's like who you talk to, where you are at, your location at certain points, all the different little metadata points that are stored on your phone which end up in verizon servers or whichever uh, phone company you're using so it's absolutely they'll have absolutely so much information on you because they have that information that it's just very intrusive and then at that point if they're if they ever want to do some spying on you if they wanted to figure out like in 10 years they want to figure everything you've done between now in that 10 year in you know in that 10 year period they can pretty much figure out where you were located, what you did, who you called, who you talked to, how long you talked to them for, all kinds of stuff. It's just very intrusive, and they could do it without warrant at this point as well. Well, not specifically without warrant, but it's warrantless wire tapping in the sense that they're storing all this information on you without a warrant, which they shouldn't be able to do that. That's your private information. That's your pro- That's your personal property in some ways. But then on top of that, You'll have them, if they wanted to go get a warrant, it's very easy for them to get a warrant and just say, oh yeah, you know, it's an emergency, this guy's a terrorist. And at that point, they go and they can get all that information on you as well. Now, not that you're doing anything bad or I'm doing anything bad or anything like that, but you know what? It's just intrusive. We're not worried about whether we're doing anything bad or whether we're doing anything good or whatever. It's just something that we need to limit the government on doing in the first place. They always use that idea, right? They always say, oh yeah, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so what does it matter to me if they have cameras everywhere, if they're searching my, they're storing all my information, I'm not doing anything wrong. But then again, if you ever did do anything wrong, do you want them using all of your personal data against you to force you to do a certain thing? I mean, that's very much 1984, if you ask me, and that's scary. 
So going on with the rest of the article, even so, this key provision was set to expire at the end of the year, but on Tuesday, that was last Tuesday, the House of Representatives, representatives voted to keep the worst part of the Patriot Act alive by hiding it in a temporary funding resolution, a perverse tactic that has unfortunately become one of Congress's worst habits. Originally intended to sunset in 2005, Congress has reauthorized the Patriot Act provision on multiple occasions, usually resorting to underhanded tactics to do it, with blatantly invasive stipulations and questionable necessity the law would never survive public scrutiny if given proper hearing, which is, of course, why House leaders from both parties are determined to prevent it from getting one. So that's why they're doing it in an underhanded way, because if the people found out about it, they would certainly get pissed off about it, of course. You and I need to be pissed off about it so we can start talking to our friends about that and get them pissed off about it as well. And your friends might say, oh, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so what do I care? Well, you know what? Limiting your government is the most important thing you could do, because once you give it rain for one thing, let's think about how bad that will be in 50 years to 100 years when they have access to everything. We're literally living in 1984 at that point. With Big Brother following everything you do, living in your house with you, watching you, eye in the sky type things, if you know what I mean. So going on, this is, the f- this is far from the first time Congress has made a dirty play using continuing resolutions, which is simply a temporary funding bill meant to keep government from shutting down when Congress and the president uh, disagree on how to fund government for the new fiscal year. They adopt a continuing resolution as an emergency measure to prevent a shutdown. The resolution maintains the status quo, exactly what they're spending now, and allows Congress and the president more time to negotiate a proper spending bill. They've been doing that for a long time, right? With just using continuing resolutions. They've been doing it like off and on since the very big, you know, for the last 20 years, I think. You always hear about that every six, nine months or, you know, they'll do a continuing resolution for like two years. They don't have to really fight. Just, hey, let's keep the status quo. Let's do what we're doing now. That's fine. But they'll always put these little things in there as well. So going on. House members are under enormous pressure to vote affirmatively on a continuing resolution. If it fails to pass, the government shuts down. Thousands of government workers are furloughed without pay. Many government programs are unavailable, and and that uncertainty causes the private sector to stall. Congressional approval ratings often dip dramatically during the shutdown. So that's why the House members are under such pressure to vote affirmatively. So you usually get most of them voting for it, even though there's little bullcrap things at the bottom that they're just trying to pass through, like extending the Patriot Act. So going on. It wasn't long until House leaders realized they could exploit this urgency, want to pass a particular bad or conscientious piece of legislation, stick it in a continuing resolution that most members feel like they have to vote for. That's interesting, right? So I'm going to go ahead and skip a little bit here and then uh, get into the idea of what he says. Uh, he just basically says at the end, you know, that lawmakers are doing this. They're passing the continuing resolution in order to keep the ability for the government to wire, do these wiretaps. And it's totally wrong, guys. It really is. We need to be aware of those things, okay? Uh, we need to understand. I mean, you guys probably do understand that the government does do these things, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't realize that the as we move on, as the government progresses, it's only going to get worse, and that's why we need to try to stop it now. That's why we need to try to um, be more vocal about it among our friends and family. And also at that point, we can start changing the culture on the way that people 
um, interact with their government, the expectations that people have of their government. If we have the expectations that it's okay for them to do these wiretaps, because, you know, it's only terrorists, you know, who cares about terrorists? Eventually, it will be used against you, and that's what people need to start to understand. They will start to use against you or your kids, your grandkids, or even your great-grandkids one day. It will happen. It absolutely will happen. So keep that in mind. Uh, I'm not going to get any further onto this as well, but I just thought it was really interesting that while the entire world's focus was sitting there on impeachment and the corruption in government that Donald Trump might be doing or might not be doing, who knows? That's for them to decide, right? The government is moving something even more corrupt, and that is doing these warrantless wiretaps against you and passing a bill to make it stay something that they're able to do through the Patriot Act, okay? Keep that in mind. Keep that deep in your mind so that we can make sure that we are focused in on teaching our friends about these things so we can start changing that culture. So anyway, guys, that's all I got for you on this Monday. I appreciate you joining me every day for the show. Um, it is, you know, it is Thanksgiving week, so it might be a little bit slow week on the news cycle. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the uh, rest of the whole impeachment proceeding. I think it's going to be probably in December where they're going to vote on it. I know they're trying to get this thing wrapped up as soon as possible so it could be sent over to the Senate. Uh, but while we were all focusing on that, even myself, they went ahead and passed some BS laws. And I think that um, we need to hold our elected officials accountable. I mean, I know a lot of you guys don't vote. I'm sure that's the case. I know that... Um, I mean, a lot of libertarians don't vote. A lot of libertarians don't get too wrapped up in the politics that's going on there. But we live in this country. Eventually, if we sit there and try to ignore it, that surveillance state will start infringing upon your rights as well. So we need to hold these people accountable. You need to hold their feet to the fire. And that's what, that's what I'm always here to talk about, guys, is to limit the government. Figure out ways to limit the government. The best way to do that is to change the culture. So that's what we're doing, okay? We're changing the culture. Uh, but yeah, go ahead if you'd like to. Uh, five-star rating and review, that's very helpful. I notice a lot of you guys have been giving some five-star ratings lately to help me get that number back up because I am talking negatively about Andrew Yang and different politicians on the Democratic side. I talk negatively about Donald Trump every so often as well. So I appreciate you guys uh, sticking with me and give me those five-star ratings and reviews, okay? First-time listener, appreciate it. Uh, get out there and uh, subscribe to the show so you can hear it tomorrow, and then you'll have clear vision for 2020.